This episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. All right, everybody, welcome on in to the first show of this week of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every day, Gino Camilleri, your host, joining you as always on this Tuesday edition of the show as we get in to another discussion, another day closer to training camp, and ultimately another day into the regime of Nick Sirianni. And what I wanted to talk about today was what the guys on Locked On NFL Sunday brought up uh, and Ross Jackson and Cody Rourke uh, from Locked On Saints and Locked On Broncos, respectively, talk about what is this new culture here in Philadelphia? What is different from the Doug Peterson days? And is there a light at the end of the tunnel with Nick Sirianni at the helm? And the idea of this came from it being just so boring of an offseason so far because in years past, the Eagles have been at the top of the list when it comes to off-season drama. For years, I mean, since Doug Peterson came into place, even before that with Chip Kelly, I would say it started the year that Andy Reid arguably was on his way out the door. Because once that happened, just a string of off-season issues had occurred year after year after year. And not just with the head coach or the front office, just with different players as well. I mean, you could go through the list. In 2012, Andy Reid gets fired. Chip Kelly comes to town. Then the second year into Chip Kelly's regime, Howie Roseman gets pushed back to the end of the building. A year after that, Chip Kelly's fired. Howie Roseman comes back into play. Doug Peterson is hired. The year after Doug Peterson is hired, and they drafted Carson Wentz, of course, too, with that whole Sam Bradford trade, that's big news as well. The year after that, there's a discussion of having to fire uh, Frank Reich, which ultimately he would go on to be the Super Bowl-winning offensive coordinator. And then in 2018, we have the whole Carson Wentz-Nick Foles discussion with the rumors that come out about Carson Wentz not being a great leader, people being more attracted to Nick Foles. 2019, it was the same type of discussion that we're having. This whole offensive structure discussion that we had where Jeffrey Lurie didn't like Mike Grow at the helm at offensive coordinator and Carson Walsh as well. And inevitably, those guys were let go. And then we go into 2020 just a tumultuous year after Jalen Hurts is drafted, things just go awry. And then we ultimately end up with Doug Peterson being fired. Then Nick Sirianni was hired. And since then, it's been quiet. Just been a little too quiet, in my opinion. And going through all of those years, nearly a decade long of just drama and culture battles and is it scheme versus personnel with Chip Kelly? Is it quote unquote, the new norm with Doug Peterson? I honestly think we are getting to the point where we could start to see this new norm here in Philadelphia. And I said it on the locked on Sunday show with the 
Ross and, and Cody that it really does feel like a, a breath of fresh air here in Philadelphia because when you break it down, they had new leadership in place all over the board. And we'll talk about that in, in segment two is j- just how we got here and who are the guys now that even though they've been on the team for quite some time and have lived through a lot of that adversity in a lot of those years, have they bought in? Because ultimately, I think at the end of the day, you're seeing things go smoothly because people are buying in. It's not a diversive relationship like Chip Kelly in the Howie Roseman days or even the discussions of Carson Wentz versus Nick Foles. It seems like there's a clear path at a lot of different leadership positions. And now we look around the NFL. Atlanta trades Julio Jones for a second-round pick. Aaron Rodgers is going to sit out of camp. A lot of news is coming out about a lot of these teams we thought were set at a lot of these positions. And it's good that it's not Philadelphia who's being talked about. And for quite some time, it always was just in the middle of June. What are you going to open your phone to? I, I remember opening the, the Philadelphia Inquirer article in the middle of the offseason reading about Carson Wentz not being a great teammate, the whole anonymous thing with Josina Anderson, those days are long gone in my opinion. And it stems from the top down, and I really think a new leaf has changed over. So even though this might not be as exciting with a lot of news headlines this offseason, it is an offseason that was necessary to happen. And I want to get into that when we come back into segment two, who are the guys that are spearheading this whole new invigoration of their culture in Philadelphia and what has rejuvenated it to get to the point to where we are currently. But before we do that, we have a great message from our friends at betonline.ag. Shout out to BetOnline. Have to give them a huge shout out. They saw their fourth most action ever on the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight. When it comes to boxing, good for them. People are using the site, and I hope it's a lot of our Locked On Eagles followers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, or MMA. We have the UEFA Euro coming up. I'm a big time Italy fan. I can't wait. Before the next pitch, before the next punch, before the next tip off or puck drop, get to bet online on your laptop or a mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website today by using your mobile device or your laptop to sign up and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, use that promo code Locked on at betonline.ag. All right, everybody, welcome back to segment two of this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Gino Camilleri joining you here for what might seem like a boring discussion, but to me, sometimes when you don't hear things and when you don't hear a lot of smoke, you don't hear a lot of rumors and things are a little more buttoned up, maybe things are actually going in the right direction for we all thought that 2017 was really that culmination of everybody buying into that. We're all we got, we're all we need. And then come this off season or 
come a few months ago, I would say, we find out that there was quite a rocky relationship in that locker room. And to the shock of many, including myself and Lou, I thought we had it all right. And I thought we were moving in the right direction. And Doug Peterson saying on uh, in the parade, this is the new norm. It never came to fruition. And here we are now with Nick Sariani, somebody who has never seen the light of day as a head coach. And a lot of these young guys that are coming up now and drafting guys like Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts last year and Landon Dickerson and these guys that come from strong programs in college that carry over that work ethic, that's what it's going to take to really get into the grips of having a team that is supportive of each other. There isn't any more Foles versus Wentz, Wentz versus Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. And how did that come to be? It, stopped, it came from the top down, started at the top, like a lot of things do here in Philadelphia. Jeffrey Lurie, we know he's more hands-on than a lot of other owners. But one decision that he did make that I agree with this offseason is that if we have Jalen Hurts here and he is our best option, we are going to go all in on that kid. Okay, so what does that do when Jeffrey says that? He goes to his best friend, Howie Roseman, who's one of the guys who's in charge of personnel, who happens to be the general manager, and says we are going to build around this young kid in Jalen Hurts that we have. So what does he do in response to that? Howie Roseman does something of the opposite of what we've seen from Howie Roseman in the last couple of years. And he sticks to the plan. And he kind of started that last year when he moved away from that college production and more towards drafting guys with athleticism and high upside, which the NFL is moving to. And this year out of all of them, I believe is the most proactive because we're not sitting here and drafting guys that just have high upside. We're also drafting guys that have produced in college as well as having that upside, as well as coming from strong cultures, not even just the draft, but signing guys like Ryan Kerrigan to come here to Philadelphia, Anthony Harris on the back end at safety guys who are in their fifth and sixth year. Plus there's tons of those guys on this roster. Now, Brandon Graham's still there. Fletcher Cox is still there. The offensive line. I feel like all of those guys have a strong leadership element to them. Outside of left tackle, we'll, we'll, we, we will see that whole thing come to fruition in a couple of weeks. But, man, Lane Johnson's back. Brandon Brooks is back. Jason Kelsey. These guys that we know have been great teammates to each other. The guys like Alshon, the uh, Orlando Scandricks that are coming in the building, those guys aren't happening anymore. The coaching staff isn't going to allow that to happen. Even if Howie Roseman does bring in one of those guys, right now – with what Nick Sirianni is saying by wanting to get his guys into the best positions, with his players speaking out, even the veterans, Brandon Graham saying that there's a lot of juice in these practices and guys are excited day in and day out to go practice with all these guys, Gannon and uh, Coach Johnson at the quarterback position. That's huge. Because there were some tumultuous quotes in the last couple of years that really, I mean, in any business, if you were to say that to a fellow employee, people would be a little upset and it would rattle some cages. But right now that cage is perfectly still and everybody's doing what they have to do. And I said this the other day on Fundamental Friday, like they're doing the little things well. And when you do the little things well, 
it creates great things. And we thought we saw that in 2017, even though it wasn't as big of a group effort as we saw, when individuals step up and do what they're supposed to and go above and beyond, great things can happen. So now matching good players with good culture, with a good coaching staff and personnel grouping, yeah, things are a little bit more buttoned up than past few years, and rightfully so. I always look to Buffalo. As much as I am the Buffalo, the Bills Mafia is like number one enemy growing up in Western New York. I, I was always against them. They were a team for, after Jim Kelly, 20 plus years of just cultureless football. And then all of a sudden, a few years ago, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean walk in the door. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Things turn around. Go to three straight playoffs. They're in the AFC Championship game last year. They have people wanting to come to Buffalo. Now, if you're in Philadelphia and you're a huge market and you see smaller market teams like Cleveland and Buffalo achieving these same things because they have the guys in place. They have the coaches in place. They're wanting to put players in a position to succeed. Not a lot of things are coming out between between the lines and out in the media. That's where players want to play. You don't want to play in organizations where it's always drama, where something's always going to happen, where you always have to watch your back. You want to be in a building where you know that you'll come into work and the person responsible for putting you in a great position, the person to your left, the person to your right, they're going to do it in the best interest of you. And they're going to do it in the best interest of themselves. So this team element finally is coming back to, I I would say, to realization now. And to me, this is the new norm. And to finish up the show in segment three, just like Coach Seriani did the other day and listed off his three things that he wants to see these players do in the offseason, I'm going to name the three things I want this culture to become as we move forward here as we button up this offseason and continue to be boring. I'm fine being boring because if you look at the New England Patriots, quote-unquote the Patriot way, which seems like no fun and people just go to work and do their job, hey, sometimes doing your job and just doing your job is exactly what you should be doing. And in football, you shouldn't be going and talking to the media. You shouldn't be talking out about your quarterback. You shouldn't have – a major discrepancy between your coaching staff and your head of personnel. Now that cohesion is there. And to me, it stems on three things. And I'm going to leave you with that once we come back in segment three. But before we do that, we have a message from our great friends at Built Bar. You know who they are by now. And what's your favorite Built Bar? Did you know that they have nine delicious flavors and the occasional limited time flavor? And when you talk to Built Bar fans, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. You know, I love my Celtic Caramel and my Mint Brownie together. Heat them up, put them on some ice cream. You know how it goes. Lou, I don't believe the kid was born with taste buds. I'm not even going to mention the flavors that he likes because he thinks macaroons are gross. You know what's better tasting than a macaroon? A Built Bar. So there's something for everybody. You know what my favorite flavor is? I already told you. But they're great because most flavors – 
have 17 grams of protein. They're healthy with 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four net carbs. Some have five. Not too bad for those keto-conscious people. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. And if you have not tried any of them, get the Mix and Match box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. So go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of Built Bar. We also have a message from our sponsors over at Rock Auto. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money so that you can use it for other important things like a mortgage or food. Someone like myself and my fiance, we just bought a house here in Denver. So yeah, we're using that on our mortgage. But why would you choose to spend 30 to 50 to 100% more on the exact same auto parts at a chain front or a new car dealership? Just like I did when I bought my Subaru. Instead, go to rockauto.com where it's a family business and they serve auto parts customers for over 20 years online. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Rockauto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specific and the prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available on your car and truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So you know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Remember to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. All right, everybody, welcome on back to segment three here of the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Gino Camilleri here to finish up the show, and I think it's only right that in segment three, I finish with my trident here. I finish with the three points, the three big things I want to see from this quote-unquote new norm under Nick Sirianni. I'm going to start with one that he said. Lou and I were big on this for the last couple of years on the show. If you, Those of you who have, who have followed us for quite some time now, you know that number one, the one thing we want, accountability. We want individuals who are going to go in there and do their job. And if they mess up at their job, it doesn't have to be pointing fingers. It doesn't have to be somebody getting in a disagreement. It could be as simple as saying, that was my bad. Next time I go out there, I won't make that same mistake. And you know what? They learn from that and they get better. That's what you have to do at everything in your life. Whether it's riding a bicycle. What did you do when you rode your bike? You fell down, you fell down, and then eventually you continue to ride your bike until you don't fall down anymore. So when these guys are hitting the jugs machine and these guys are doing these little things where they're just getting in and out of their brakes and doing footwork drills at practice, that's the accountability Monday through Saturday that you need to succeed on Sunday. Do the little things right and the big things will come easy. Number two, be a good teammate. When you go out there, there are 53 guys or 45, whatever they dress on Sundays in a different jersey. They want to rip your head off. And to me, somebody who's five foot eight, who played lacrosse against a fair amount of people who played division one and were much bigger than me in high school, you are, I would say, afraid enough, not afraid, not afraid, I would say, you just want to go out there and do your job without the added stress of having your teammates 
getting in your ear and chirping you and making fun of you week in and week out. And when you're in practice, like just getting in disagreements and getting in fistfights and altercations. No, that's not what you want. Like you want to compete in practice, but also you want to do what's best for the person around you. You guys, your 53-man roster is all you got and all you need. Like Malcolm Jenkins, our great leader for so many years, had continued to say, just be a good teammate because you don't want to go out there on Sundays and have to worry about the guys in the same color as you. You want to take care of your job on that day, and you also want to go out with your brothers, with the guys in the coaching staff, with the personnel department, and just be cohesive and do what you need to do day in and day out, which goes into the – idea of accountability. Being a good teammate is holding yourself accountable for the man next to you. And number three, the last thing I want to leave you with, what I believe is the most important element is love the game of football. I know it might sound crazy. I know people always got on Nick Sariani for when he was talking about Southwestern football and his brother running the wing T and how excited he got. And to me, that just shows passion and it shows love for the game. And if you're going out there on Sunday with other things on your mind and you're just putting in half the effort Monday through Saturday, and you're worrying about other things, you're worrying about buying a house or doing this or doing that. When you're in that building, love what you're doing. Why do I love podcasting? Why did I just count how many episodes by hand that Lou and I have done together today, which is 641, by the way, since we have come on, it's kind of crazy. And thank you all who have been along the ride, but why did I do that? It's because I love what I do. I love football. GC 24 underscore football. Isn't a joke. It's literally my job. I, I scout. I do a podcast. I love this game. And the guys in that building, yes, they have other things that they like, of course. I mean, Fletcher Cox, he's big into racing, um, drag racing when it comes to cars, and he's a big hunter. And Lane Johnson, same type of thing. And you look at these guys, they have other outside interests. But when it comes to succeeding in football, when they are in that building, when they are working out, when they are putting stuff into their body, Nick Sirianni said that. He's like, you're doing enough. Monday through Saturday, so why not just love the game and do everything right? Do the little things right. But you can go live your life outside of football one, but when it comes to playing the game on the field, you have to love what you do, and you just have to love to compete, love to win, love to be with the teammates, love the camaraderie. So all those elements, being accountable, being a good teammate, and ultimately loving the game, that will just take you so far. Just – Take that at anything you do in your life. I mean, let's say you like to ride a bike. We'll stick with that. And you join a group to raise money to go on, let's say, a cross-country bike ride. If you quit halfway through that cross-country bike ride, you're letting down everybody that gave you money and put in support for you. And at the end of the day, you ultimately didn't love it. So why did you put in the energy in the first place? If you love what you do and you were able to put in the time and effort to go play middle school, high school, even youth football, going to college, now in the NFL, do your job, man. It's an easy thing to say. Just love your game and do the job and things could happen. I truly believe that this boring offseason 
is the one we needed. The one as necessary as any other one that we've had in the past. We have come a long way from Chip Kelly and having guys like LaShawn McCoy, like Deshaun Jackson, players that love the city, love the game of football, just not click with their coaching staff. Now I see the coach wanting to better his teammates. I see the teammates wanting to better each other. I see that competition breeding. You hear it in everything these guys are saying. If this is the new norm, I'm 110% on board with it. And I believe all these guys who wear that Kelly Green, Kelly Green Freudian slip there, Midnight Green, have to do the same exact thing. And I like this team. I believe 2021 is the rebirth of the Philadelphia Eagles for a new decade, for a new generation here in Philly. And with that, we will end this edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. So thank you, everyone, who has joined me on this Tuesday edition of the show talking about the culture and ultimately this new norm here in Philadelphia. And if you want to hear more, not just from me, but anybody from the Lockdown NFL Network or the Lockdown Podcast Network, make sure you go to the Lockdown Today podcast where you can hear such things as football, basketball, hockey, and get all your information from host Peter Bukowski with the latest news in every major sport. With the help of our local experts, follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you get them on Apple, thank you for going to Apple. If you get them on Spotify, thank you for going there. If you are still having trouble with Apple, please go to another podcast network and leave a review, rate, subscribe, because we want to make sure you guys are getting these shows any way necessary, and there's tons of ways to do it. And we thank you all for being along for this journey. Close to 650 episodes together, Lou and I, and we're only getting going. The race to 1,000 begins here with this new decade in Eagles football. You can follow along the Lockdown Eagles podcast at Lockdown Birds on Twitter at DBASI, LOE on Twitter. And you can find myself at GC24 underscore football, as mentioned earlier in the show. So thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. I'm Gino Camilleri. And fly, Eagles, fly.